And hello and welcome back, hopefully back, hopefully you listened to the first podcast. This is David and Goliath Football, um, which is your critical football podcast. So thinking about football punditry in a more critical thinking way, so with some intelligence and not just saying the generic things. That's the ethos of this whole podcast, which hopefully you got from our first podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, Thank you very much for everyone who listened last time and gave some very positive and... um, fair um, feedback about the first podcast so a few tweaks and changes for today but really really positive results so thank you very much for that and please spread the word a bit more so um, it's me Stefan back with Portelli or Dan as some people call him Um, (laughs) there's a few people (laughs) his mum maybe Um, and we're back today for a few topics and the running order of play is well, we're going to talk about um, basically current current themes. So basically, what's been going on in the past week of football, our opinions on certain things. Um, we're going to talk Patrick Bamford, for example, whether his comments about Crystal Palace were fair or or not, and a few other things like Van Hal under pressure, Jurgen Klopp's tenure at Liverpool, and other things that will come up in conversation. Um, and then we're going to talk about our main theme, which is something I'm quite passionate about, and it's about basically how the glorification of past, just in life. Um, has led to us, in my opinion, glorifying footballers in the past, and now it's very difficult for current footballers to measure up. Like, for example, we'll rate players 10, 15 years ago for doing the same things that players do now, simply because players now are under more scrutiny. And I'm going to do a few examples of that. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with some um, New Year report cards on the team. So who's done well in, in over the past, past 2015, and um, what the teams need for new year to improve them for next year which is the perfect way for us to remember to say happy new year to our listeners yes happy new year happy new year (laughs) i hope you have a very prosperous 2016 football wise and beyond okay so let's start then um with the current news the current themes and we're going to start off with bamford not just because i'm a crystal palace fan (laughs) um but because um it's quite an interesting element about football um so the backstory we won't go into much we'll assume you know but yeah he was signed on loan after being uh, very impressive at Middlesbrough um, and uh, hasn't really been given a chance. Um, now, there are different speculative reasons as to why he hasn't given a chance. Alan Pardew just said that the team kept on winning, which is a fair point to a large extent. However, um, what we're going to think about is how was he treated? Was it fair? Is it indicative <coughs> of how young players are treated? Uh, in football at the moment um, and how did he handle things did he handle things badly so um, I'm going to start off I just want to add one, yeah, more, on. one more thing to that quickly is also about signing players I mean there's an argument say for example Bamford didn't fit in the system but then why sign him in the first place well, so it, link, it links to scouting that's, that's exactly the point that I was going to make as a Palace fan I don't like the way that he handled it and when he did get given a chance, which were few and far between, he did not impress. Let's let's get that right. Okay. And he didn't look particularly interested. If you're not playing great, I don't know, maybe it's a Palace fan thing in particular. You want to see him run around a bit more than they did. And he, he, he wasn't that sort of player. And when you don't start quick and you're not that sort of a player, you're not exactly going to take to the crowd very well. Um, the fact that he was only on loan, obviously, plays a part as well. It's a strange signing in many ways, in the sense that if you intend to sign him after the loan, then great. You'll put the effort in to develop him, to use him. Mm. But if he's not a permanent signing, then he's not going to be your top priority. You're not really going to care about his long-term development because it's not going to 
benefit the club in the long term. Um, so it was a strange one in that we signed him on loan shortly around the time that we signed Connor Wickham as well. Two similar age players in some respects. Um, but you're obviously going to put the more effort into the one that you've just spent six rising to eight million or whatever it was um, for, rather than the player on loan from Chelsea. So I think that was a bit strange. Um, and then people said, well, he's not an out-and-out striker. He's more of a kind of behind-the-front man. Mm. But I'm pretty sure he played up front by himself a lot at Middlesbrough, didn't he? I think... I think he can probably do both. Um, certainly when I saw him at NK Dons, he had the technique to play behind the front man, scored a couple of screamers. But it comes down to the fact that if you're going to sign someone, know their strengths and weaknesses, and then play them. And it might be that he doesn't Well, that, that, that I was going to agree. System. But it, it, we play lone striker. We intended on playing lone striker. So he wasn't a mystery. We should have mm. been able to scout that. And if there was an attitude problem, which has only been suggested online, not saying there was or anything like that, but if, it, if that were the case, then again, you would have known that from some of his previous managers. You should have scouted that and asked around and, and, and figured that one out. So that one seems... Uh, it can't, you know, none of the excuses of not giving him a chance are fair. And it, although he said the team kept on winning, I mean, we had a spell where a player I quite like but Dwight Gale wasn't taking his chances and then we had spells where we were playing Yannick Balassi up front and he did decent but he's not he's not that player well, he should despite the team winning which is fair enough it was definitely a weakness in the team yeah and actually with, with that a few points I think the main reason why Bamford was signed is that basically players are treated like commodities so basically Padre's thinking, well, I've got a sixth choice striker in case something happens, but then is annoyed or surprised why the sixth choice striker is getting annoyed that he isn't playing, particularly when you're playing a midfielder up front. I mean, imagine that situation at work when you're trying to do that. You've been hired by a company and you've, you've been promised certain things, which seemed to happen to me, actually, and then you're not given the chance. And then to an extent where basically, let's say if you're working in... Um, it's like being a lawyer and then... Yeah. then giving the secretary the work to exactly, do and exactly. the lawyer just sitting excellent there on his hands. going to be better than my human resources one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, excellent analogy. And that's the thing. These people are human. And if you're getting that for six months, you are going to react. I'm not saying this is really the constructive thing to do. It's not necessarily the right thing to do. But it is human. He, he, he certainly should not have acted the way he did as a professional publicly. Definitely not. I do not agree with the way that he handled it. He's come out and apologised since, you know, fair enough, fair play. Palace haven't dug the boot in. Their Pardew was very complimentary and wished him well for the future in his press conference, but I'm sure they were seething. Yeah. He, it's the last thing you need when things are going well in the dressing room is to have something like that. And maybe that is why he didn't fit in. Although Pardew said he was a good lad, we've got a very together dressing room where people who like experienced pros like Joe Ledley have gone out and Yedinak haven't played for long periods and they've they've never even dreamed yeah, but Joe of that. Did, Joe Ledley does get chances and Joe Ledley kind of knows his position in the team, but I'm guessing if you're getting someone like Danford from loan then there's certain promises particularly from the parent club that you're going to play them and Joe, if- Joe Ledley was a first teamer week in week out last year all of a sudden at one for a long period this time he couldn't even get on the bench yeah but you know Joe Ledley's got to accept that he's worse than Johan Kabai I think that's, that's fair enough but in Bamford's case as you, as you mentioned he's playing he's behind midfielders playing up front this is a thing. I think you might not. Pay, I mean, you might not have an argument if the striker in front of you is playing excellently. Well, you say, fair enough. With, with that, a lot of people have said that the reason he failed is because he was quite lightweight. Um, 
whilst uh, I take, the, you know, he, he was a bit lightweight. Again, scouting, you knew that. Exactly. Uh, but secondly, what, Dwight Gale's not lightweight? Yeah, yeah. So it's a fair point to some extent, but it doesn't go the whole way. Um, but um, I, I think he'll come good. Uh, if I take away, you know, the fact that I kind of hope he doesn't, uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I, yeah, he's English, so I want him to come good to some extent. Um, I do think that there's a good player there. The only thing I will say, though, is that whilst his record was very good, he got, what, 17 goals, I think it was, in Something the championship. Like that, yeah. If I compare that to a few years ago, Glenn Murray getting 30 league goals, I would say that is a player who scores 17 league goals going to be ready for what we are now, which is a top 10 Premier League team straight away? Or should he have actually gone to a team who were coming up or and been more of their main man, yeah, etc.? Fair point. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing. I also, I'm not sure how good he'll come, just on the basis that 17 goals is decent. I know Middlesbrough don't play the most attacking football, yeah. as good as they are, um, but is it really... Wow, well, this kid's a great. I, I get what you're saying. That's only if you're judging my goals, though. When I saw him at MK Dons, I, well, there's that. But when I saw him at MK Dons, I saw technique. He, he wasn't just a tapping merchant. He scored goals from 20 yards at the great left foot. You know, I think he had more to his game than goals. If you're a tapping merchant, 17 goals is insufficient. It's a, at Palace. Um, I didn't. What, what I saw was a few decent layoffs passing wise, so a bit of technique. But actually, what I saw quite a lot of Dwight Gale-esque old school runs that you don't see enough of these days. Yeah. Where he was constantly looking for the run off of the last man, etc., which to me shows that he can be a centre forward. Um, he, he was getting in the right positions or looking to make the right runs that seem very simple, but not enough players do. Um, so, you know, he, there's definitely some hope there. I think for him, he needs to go to either a low Premier League club, but the right one for his style, etc. Or he needs to maybe build his confidence back up at a Middlesbrough again or somewhere in the Championship. Maybe, um, or maybe he can start for Chelsea. I mean, they don't play any strikers, do they? Well, that's an interesting <laughs> point. I don't know if he's eligible against Palace in uh, this weekend because we're playing Chelsea at home. I'll be there, obviously. <laughs> so that'd be an interesting one because that last game they didn't. I don't know if Falcao was injured or what. They didn't start him. I don't think he was even on the bench. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a centre forward. Uh, Remy's still coming back from fitness. Um, so he actually may have a better chance at starting for them than he does well, us. You are, although... you are above him in the league, to be fair. I mean, you said about starting at a lower club. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a dig at Chelsea there. Uh, but that, I mean, we won't go into Palace, but it will be a hard fixture because uh, a lot of injuries at Palace. But well, we'll see. At this point, I mean, we can move on to talking about Chelsea and actually the Chelsea United game. Um, yeah, um, remember the days where they used to be a big fixture and a good game? Yeah, well, it, in my opinion, no game which Chelsea have been involved in which was a Mourinho team yeah. has been in a big has been a particularly good game not Absolutely. many of them because um, he just he used to particularly just line up in the midfield full of central midfielders not even have wingers I know like he's gone from Chelsea now but I was a bit disappointed personally at how Mourinho-esque how defensive Chelsea played under Hiddink I didn't realise Hiddink would do that again starting with no centre forward I know we say that they've got haven't got many options there but they must have one I, I thought it was a very negative performance and giving Man United too much respect, considering... I, I will throw in another reason as well, and I'd say the fact that John Terry's back in the side, because at the beginning of the season he was in and out in Mourinho's side, because I think when you put John Terry in the team, you have to play deep to accommodate his strengths, shall we say, which means the rest of the team... But it wasn't deep. just deep, it was super defensive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm only saying it's one factor, but the, the point is is that Hiddink, if he wants to attack in football, had the opportunity 
playing John Terry, you kind of almost have to play that way to an extent. But if you, say, have Zuma, you have a bit more mobility in defence, you can push further forward. Didn't Zuma play as well? Well, but, I mean, you mean Terry, yeah. Don't bring back Terry if you have to come back. So but that, that's my point. That's my point. If Hiddink is going to really change the ethos, I think you don't play Terry. From a Man United point of view, they were definitely more positive. They were definitely more attacking than they have been. Of course, it is nil-nil <laughs> so still. It's a very, very, very low bar. But my point is just... If, if he did go more attacking then has he done that against what his current philosophies are on football with Man United? Is it kind of a knee-jerk, save-your-job thing? Because it's not really going to be... Uh, you can't change your philosophy just because of a bit of pressure and that being a long-term what was his plan. Philosophy? I mean, at the beginning, before the first yeah. thing he joined was three five two. Yeah. Then he changed that to whatever it was. I mean, he just keeps changing four, formations. 4-5-1, 4-3-3, whatever and you call it. And I just don't but think... he's kept this defensive philosophy for quite a while now. But... But then, but then that, that's a sign of, well, one argue that's a sign of like playing it too safe to an extent. And is that a philosophy? Well, know, it's, it's certainly not the United philosophy that they want to yeah. see. Um, but then again, you could argue, and maybe he's had different philosophies, but you could argue that that's kind of the similar criticism that we gave Palace with Bamford about um, kind of scouting and the idea that the Man United management, if they can't really complain about his style when he's not a question mark. They appointed a manager yeah, like that. And... Although I know that he's had different philosophies at different mm. clubs, it's not been one style like Mourinho, for instance, which has been more negative. But <clears throat> uh, he has actually had issues with players who are more attacking players. So he's always had that element in his style. So Rivaldo, for instance, fell out of him big yeah. time because he didn't want to play Louis van Gaal. Well, well I, I heard, a, heard a comment that was a while ago from a Bayern Munich general manager after they sacked um, van Gaal. And he's saying how that the players were just never behind Van Hal, and the, just the club, the club is better without without him. Um, that's the thing. That, that's that's what he does. But speaking of scouting, how wasteful you have United have been under his his regime? It's incredible. They they just there's no logic in the signings. They just, it's like supermarket sweep. It's like playing football manager. It's like playing FIFA with the world teams. It's just we'll sign this player. We'll sign this player because he's good. No concept of how it would fit in the team or anything like that. And this is why. Well, their age, look at Schweinsteiger. I know the, the money yeah. reports are different, but not buying players at their peak in their best, which, considering they did get back in the Champions League, you think <clears> that the size of the club, despite not being as big as they were performance wise, would still be able to attract players more in their prime. Well, then the name. opposite. Name. They were just like, oh, that's a name, let's sign him. But no then concept. the opposite side is, is, is spending huge money on people like Martial, who looks like he has some potential, but is certainly not what they needed right now, as well, in walking in the team, now goals centre forward. Even Martial was an afterthought. They could have got him about half the price in the summer, but they weren't because there was a fee release clause. You mean earlier was, in the summer? In the, early in the summer, yeah, or, or even last year. And, and there was, but they didn't take up on it. And then I think it was a panic buy. And speaking of wastefulness, what about Di Maria? I mean, incredible. Spend sixty million on him, and then just get rid of him. But Ro- saying, but Rojo. Saying, yeah, Rojo. But by saying, but coming back to Di Maria, the argument was he didn't fit in the philosophy. Fair enough. Don't sign him. Scout him. He doesn't even really need to scout Di it's Maria. Exactly, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's pretty well known. He's pretty much on the map. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but but it amazes me that Van Hal does get credit for bringing through youngsters. The youngsters only play because of injuries. Pure and simple. Maybe not at the beginning of his tenure in the three five two, because but, that was right at the start. So somewhat, <coughs> even someone like Blackett was was gone straight away as soon as everyone was fit. Um, where's Wilson when they need a centre forward? I'm not saying he's going to be the yeah. answer to anything, but well, he's better yeah, than Fellaini up front. Yeah, I mean to think 
we have made the point that if an English manager or a manager with a lower reputation had the plan of throwing Fellaini the way he does up front or at times, um, then they would be absolutely slated. And can we just point out now that we're basically talking about Crystal Palace, Man United and Chelsea, who all lack a proper centre-forward in form who's really good. I mean, there are, maybe there's a lack of them out there, but it shows you that even well-run clubs, clubs like Palace aren't actually, for whatever reason, maybe they've tried addressing the weaknesses that we all know are there. Well, I think in Palace's case, they probably tried, but I think Padre's done more of a, I'm going to say this word again, a supermarket sweep for his strikers rather than going for two decent strikers. But then they've gone for six on the same part, but then maybe... maybe I think they tried. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to criticise Palace too much, but I'm going to criticise these clubs because they can get them if there was actually a bit of fault in the process. Yeah, big clubs definitely like those can. And, I mean, Chelsea taking the option to get Falcao, an injury-prone player who's clearly passed his best, has proven at United, when you're the champions, financial fair play or not, you don't need to resurrect people's careers. You sign people in the prime. You don't need to make those sorts of gambles. No, but, I mean, I suppose, though, if they had someone, I mean, just off the top of my head, a player about Lukaku in their team, I mean, mm-hmm. that might have been quite a good thing um, to have. Well, you know, Mourinho, the only, he doesn't develop youth, especially... He doesn't develop players, att- I'll, I'll throw that in. He, especially he's... attacking players, yeah. um, Maybe you could argue Cesar Asquipoleta, can't pronounce it. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's seen him through. Uh, maybe there's a couple of others. But generally speaking, he doesn't. He likes to come up with any excuse possible not to play a youngster. Criticise Lukaku's attitude. Never been an issue at any other club that he's been at. Yeah. Uh, Criticise Loftus-Cheek's attitude. We don't know whether that's true, but I'm almost inclined to see, well, come back in five years and see how many other managers complain about it before yeah, we just yeah. take Mourinho's word for it. It seems as though Mourinho just likes to come up with excuses rather than give youngsters a go. Plus, I mean, one player, you, I mean, I, I know he never directly criticised his attitude, but one player he got rid of is Mata. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> oh, Mata, De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yes, How can so you not for... see? I mean, look at De Bruyne now. He well, looks people brilliant now at home. Anyway, people are now reacting to it, going, "He's a wasteful manager." He's always at, been one at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, yeah, the, the, some of these issues are less current than others. Mm. So let's get on to a more current one, yeah. um, which we touched upon last time in Klopp. Personally, for me, Klopp, and we mentioned <clears> it last time. The press love him. Let's really analyse, are Liverpool really better? Or is it just a small-term, short-term impact that any new manager would have? Well, they're um, not better. I mean, they had, he's got the same record as Rodgers. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems to get away with stuff. I mean, the, the thing that we really want to talk about that he said as the current uh, affairs issues, first of all, he's fallen out again with Pudis. Uh, he's fallen out with Big Sam about being a bit rough as well, the players and a negative style of play, defensive, but some of the stats suggest that he was quite negative too. But it's, it's more that I sent you an article in the week where Klopp had basically said uh, that we need a, a winter break, otherwise we can, when it, mm-hmm. players can't perform properly. Now maybe, maybe this was just a small comment and the press run with it more of a headline, but it's almost used in a way to be like, oh, this this foreign manager, he's saying this, so maybe we should maybe we should agree, maybe we should follow it. Whereas, to me, it just came across as excuses why their winter performances haven't been very good. That's a narrative, though, doesn't it? I guess it's how you look at it. Mm. Which narrative do you want to write? Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. I I I think I think it's probably just not an issue one way or another. I, I think. I think it probably is interpreted positively because it is Klopp, but I think people can just read through it and come up to their own interpretations to an extent. I would say, though, I mean, I want to come back to his record. 
is that it's no no better than Rodgers. I mean, he's had one more game, he's won it, so now it is. But eight games, they had the same record. And the argument was, well, it's Rodgers' team. Klopp can improve that. But the whole point Klopp was brought in is because he was meant to elevate Rodgers' team. He hasn't. There's par. Now excuses being made saying he needs to bring in his own players. Again, not an unfair point. But my overall point with that is that he was being praised for doing the same job Rodgers has. At the very least, people should say, well, we'll just give him time to the end of the season, let him build his own team, and then we'll judge. But he's being judged positively for doing the same job. In terms of bringing in your own players, they've got plenty of options in midfield and attack. Um, we've talked about defending before and saying that a good coach can get enough out of defenders by coaching them well. Yeah. So I would argue he should be able to do that, but maybe you could argue he could do with I know, a defensive And I want to make midfield. the point about, about defenders now, because I was reading something saying how Lovren's improved under him, but Lovren had good spells under Rodgers as well. He just had really terrible spells, but... I don't, feel, I don't see any significant improvement. It's just being looked for more because it's club. Well, in terms and of defensively. they got smashed by Watford. Well, they did, yeah. It's not, that's, mm. to me, showing exactly the same vulnerabilities in mm. their defence as was there <coughs> when... And again, and again uh, you can make the point that, that he doesn't have time. He, he needs more time, which is an absolutely fair point, but don't give him credit for something he hasn't done. Fair enough, yeah. And, that, and, that, <coughs> and that's, that's the thing. He was getting praised for doing the same job Rogers has, maybe even slightly worse. Okay, you're right. Well, I think that ties up the uh, current affairs quite well, actually. Yeah, at I think point with yeah. So, um, if we go on to our main topic, this is Dan's one of Dan's particular passions that he he's leading with a bit on this. So, I'll let you uh, introduce it a bit more after I just say a few words about it. Which is, <laughs> I think, in a nutshell, what we're trying to say is that there's a hell of a lot of media attention on football. There wasn't as much in the past. Mm. Therefore, we're nitpicking in current players and picking out their weaknesses, which is good. I like the critical thinking side of that. But maybe as a result that we didn't do that in the past, we're glorifying previous players. And if we look into their records, then actually they would have faced a lot more criticism if they were playing in the current day in terms of media and scrutiny. And actually they probably weren't as good as we think when you look back. It's a bit like when you watch a film that you watched as a kid and you think it's great, but when you really look back, when you kind of got a more critical mind, etc., you realise it really wasn't that good and it kind of spoils it a bit. But let's spoil a few players to some extent. Is uh, that what the plan um, is? Pr- pretty much. I mean, I just want to make, make because I think Stefan summed it up so concisely and brilliantly, and I just want to make the point that it actually applies in life, I feel. You know, I feel we tend to glorify the past in life, but... In reality, there's not much difference. But I, I feel one of the reasons is that we're paying more for stuff. Whether it's uh, the trains used to be better in the past, or I used to enjoy watching football in the past. But I think a lot of it is because you're paying more and you expect more. Which again, is not an unfair point. But either way, you've still got to be aware that when you glorify something in the past, if they were judged by today's standards, would they be as good? Which is exactly the point Stefan made. That's an so. interesting point, and we did factor in inflation, by the way. Yeah, that's a good all point. Right. <laughs> okay, alright, so, so let's, there let's are a few discuss. players in particular that you wanted to talk about. Okay, so before I do that, I just want to emphasise I'm not even saying these players are overrated. I'm just saying if they were compared to today's standards, we might be a bit more nitpicky on them. So my first one is going to be Eric Cantona. Right, now this is a tough one because for me, as a Palace fan, I hate him. <laughs> um, but I also, I, I, I don't, being the age that I am, I don't remember watching him enough to be 100%, right? So I'm going to put that straight out there. However, my gut impression of Cantona is that he did a few, he, he scored a few great goals, but was he really 
score enough. Um, and even if he wasn't a goal scorer, was he really week in, week out and away from home that good? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to throw his goal scoring record out. And that's he got 64 in 143 appearances, which I think is pretty decent. Particularly as he wasn't an out and out <coughs> goal scorer. Yeah, but there were more goals in those days. Yeah, you know, generally the Premier League top scorer would end up with thirty. Fair, 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 fair point. <laughs> so, close. but he was he was more he was more than number ten. So I have no issues with, with with his goal record. I think his goal record is really good given his position. But the issue, but I'm, the issue I have, the reason I don't think he's top level player, and Cantona's a very good point because of what Ferguson said that he was a world class player, is not for the reason Stefan said because I thought he did carry United. Quite often United would win one 0 and he'd be the goal scorer. So I think quite often he did, did do that. For me, it was Europe where he failed. I remember as a kid watching United at Europe and I was expecting, oh, Cantona's going to be really good because I didn't really watch him domestically because I didn't have Sky and so on. And it was always a bit of a disappointment. And his, his, his goal records, only five in the Champions League throughout his career, would, would suggest that. And I feel when you're calling someone a world-class player, judged on today's <coughs> standards, you'd say, you'd argue he might be a flat-track bully. Can do well domestically, but at the real top level at the Champions League... Couldn't do it. Yeah, and I'm not one of those who says that you need to do it um, on the international stage because, quite frankly, especially these days, for me, the international stage is actually a step down in quality. Well, this will link brilliantly to my next player, but gone. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, well, well um, no, I mean, that's, that's my only point, really. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that, that's essentially it. So, Cantona, if he was to judge on today's standards, who would you compare him to maybe today? If you know someone who wish you would have given me time to think. No, I, I've done that deliberately because I kind of want to want to think of myself. But basically, it was at United for five seasons, but he only he got banned for pretty much one, and the other one he joined halfway through. So a guy scoring for three seasons, doing very well at um, domestic level, but not not quite Champions League. I mean, it's something to think about. We don't. Have to I'm thinking seconds. people that get a hard time about not doing it at the top level are people like Giroud. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who I actually quite like for the record. Yeah, yeah. Me not as much, but that's that's next. But yeah, that's really good because his goal, Jury's goal record is probably. I think it's, it's, it's very good. Two, yeah, it's very. Even, yeah. it's close to one and two, and both he French offers well. a lot more. Um, they both have the collar up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that's an interesting one. Who's your next player? Now, next one. This is uh, they're going to get more controversial. We go on, by the way. My next one, Zidane. That's got to be as controversial as they get. Oh, I think I think the third one will be. That okay. um, we'll say Zidane. Uh, can I just say Zinedine Zidane? Yeah. As a youngster, wasn't overly analysing things, admittedly. Exactly. Yep. But <clears throat> when he was on, my God, did I enjoy to watch him? Uh, did I enjoy watching him play? And I do generally remember him in an international shirt, and <clears throat> he had this elegance. He did things. Even though he's quite a big guy, he just seemed to be able to take it around everyone. It wasn't like he was moving that fast, but he managed to to just do it like orchestrate it. Mm. It seemed to me effortless, effortless and brilliant. You know, absolute class player. And I'm not going to disagree with a word with that. I can, I think it's absolutely right. And again, I'm going to emphasize that I'm not saying this player's overrated. I think he was exceptional. Really, really was. But let's 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 judge him by those <coughs> standards. Well, he wasn't a centre forward. He was a centre forward, right? But attack- today they would play him. Well, uh, just behind the front. Attack- attacking attack midfielder. You'd call it a second striker now. Yeah, potentially, but may- maybe not because they people did four four two and he did play there. And Madrid, I think, even played on the left, but he cut in. But anyway, attacking midfielder meant to be the best in the world. Work all transfer fee. Twenty four goals in one hundred and fifty one appearances for Juventus. It's a defensive league, but still, that's very low, actually. Yeah. Okay. First of all, and. Um, Secondly, 
Real Madrid. And it was huge money. Huge, huge even money. big money now, yeah. but at the time, huge. Real Madrid joined in 2001, and by his own admission, he was really poor for the good two seasons. It was only until we got that volley in the Champions League at the end of the 2002 season, where against Bayer Leverkusen, did people think, did that kind of bring his name back? Basically, on based on one goal. But his goal record at Real Madrid, 37 out of 155 appearances. Considering how open the Spanish league is, that is actually pretty, pretty questionable because I know you had Raul, etc., but he was the main man. Okay. And Ronaldo right now is the main man. And Ronaldo's got a record of like one in every one yeah. or better, which is yeah. unbelievable. But to think that he's not even got a one in two. Exactly. And Ronaldo's not an out-and-out striker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair one. Yeah, and here is the kicker. Gareth Bale, I think, for, is still considered, at the very least, the jury's out on him. Based on his not on me. I okay, like no, him, I, I, I agree, but I think, I, think, I think at Real Madrid, the jury's still out on yeah, him. Yeah, there is, yeah. And he played in the <coughs> equivalent position Zidane too, because I know Zidane played on the left a bit, but cut inside. Well, Zidane was pushed yeah. there rather than a natural. No, fair enough, but he had the freedom to run about in the pitch and play any role he wanted. But anyway, Gareth Bale, 36 out of 70. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, so judge on today's standards... And basically, Zidane, and he did have a slow couple of years at Madrid. I think far, there'd be far more scrutiny. I think that's yeah. an interesting one. I like um, it. Cool. Right now, here is my here is my most controversial because I, no person I've met thinks this player is thinks this player thinks this player is questionable. He's untouchable, and it's when you talk about the best players in the league over the years, this player gets mentioned. I'm building it up. And it's Gianfranco Zola. Gianfranco. Gianfranco Zola. You can't really say it. Well, don't need um, to. <laughs> All right, so... Well, I, I, I want to chip in here. Yeah. I, I did enjoy watching Zola play, but the type of football that I like to watch, I would consider him, because of his size, etc., a bit of a luxury. I feel like you'd have to accommodate him because of his size. Um, I've also, for the record, got some mates and, who've met him, um, which is kind of irrelevant, but apparently absolutely top, top fellow. He lived like a road away from my parents while he was at West Ham. For some reason, he was living out... Um, in like the suburbs of South East London slash Kent and commuting round and uh, really really nice fella top fella even when he got sacked at West Ham which I thought they should have stuck with him personally oh, at I the disagree. time um, yeah, but anyway he, uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's bringing the reporters out tea and coffee maybe that's one of the reasons he gets looked upon favourably what a nice guy I don't know and maybe, that's why, on, starts, maybe that's why he starts well with teams his kind of reputation is nice guyness but when he needs to be tougher is when it falls apart well let's look at his playing record. right so Zoda um <laughs> Goal record, 59 in 229. Which for actually, who? Uh, for, for Chelsea, basically. I'm just talking right. about Chelsea. Fit, which I think, I think, I made the point about Cantona as well. He was, he was behind the striker kind of guy. So I don't think that's necessarily that bad a record. I'm not going to say Shame that. Shame we don't have assist stats, because maybe they would have been pretty. Yeah, that's why. That's, why that, that's, that's not going to be the crux of my argument, actually. Mm. I'm, I'm fine with that. Now, here's, here's, here's where my crux of the argument comes into it. And this, this, this might reflect the fact that we have, we have more bias towards top teams now. Chelsea won the top team. The league position under him. Sixth, fourth, third, fifth, sixth, sixth and fourth. Under him, you mean while he was there? Oh, while he was there, sorry. And I don't imagine we had four Champions League places uh, in those no, days. No, no, we didn't. I think, I, think the, I think the first fourth Champions League was in his final season when they did finish mm. fourth. Now, that, that, that's a Everton, Spurs... Possibly a Liverpool level team in, in nowadays. Is that a fair thing to say for their league position? Yeah. 
Right, so... A bit harsh on Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, probably a bit harsh on Liverpool. Yeah. That's why I said I'm pushing it with Liverpool. But let's, let's say Spurs. It was a Spurs slash Everton level, level team, they were. You don't have to... In this day and age, if you even if you're outstanding for a Spurs or Everton, you were not considered a top player. You would have to make a big move to either abroad or to one of the big clubs to be considered a top player. But Is yet, that for Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, what they considered top? Now, I'm going to come to that. Right, I'm going to come to that with Bale, because Bale seems to be my go-to example. Bale had to be exceptional, and I mean exceptional, for two or three seasons and move to Madrid to be considered that. Is, did Zoda do a Bale season? Did Zoda pretty much score in every game and assist in every game? Look at the stats. Zoda, Zoda never dominated the way Bale did. People will say, oh, but you just the way that he played, what you saw. But the, the whole point of this podcast is that we're not saying that that can't be a factor. Absolutely. And that stats are everything, but that it's worth thinking about these things for, yeah. uh, uh, to, to really make sure you have a proper, well-rounded view rather than get carried away in the natural human errors and mistakes that we can all be um, doing. Yeah, spot on. But that's the thing. I mean, I'm not even saying he shouldn't be in this, but when people say, if people say name the top 10 Premiership players, he, without a doubt, is on there. That should a guy who's never really played <coughs> won anything or never played at the real top level should that be a guaranteed? I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the list, but it comes out to the point. I think it should be worth thinking, considering the fact that back when he was playing as well, you'd probably see players in the highlights a lot more. So again, you see all the nice stuff, but you don't necessarily see the times he gave away the ball and so on. But I, I just it's certainly think, less live football. Absolutely, or I less just, subscribers. I just think the only two players that get even who played for dare I say clubs at his level and I'm going to throw in Liverpool on that as well based on their league positions is Suarez and Bale and Suarez and Bale had to absolutely dominate those two teams and absolutely stand out on those two teams to be considered world class and in stats wise as well and in stats wise as well yeah under what scene ways absolutely Zoda was Zoda was never good as those two but and that's the thing, but yeah, he gets talked about as if he is this definite top ten player in the Premiership, and I, I, I would would dispute that at the very least. As Stefan said, think about it a bit more. All right. Well, <coughs> we'd love to on hear. The thing well, for me, the, the, the Zona thing, mm. I, I see your point with the stats. Mm. I, I, well, with all of these, I'd like to see a run of games from beginning to the end. If we had that time, yeah and try and make my own mind up not look for the bad not look to prove our Absolutely. point but just genuinely yeah. try and look at good and bad and I um, mean coming back to prove your point Zidane actually for, I mean Zoda I've always thought for that Zidane I hadn't but it was only when I read an article from a Spanish journalist who said Iniesta was better than um, Zidane and I, my initial thought was no that's not right but then I actually thought about it and think well hang on Iniesta's played at top level for years consistently Zidane's had good and bad patches why mm. is that such an outrageous thing to say oh. Um, yeah. And this whole idea of stats is um, oh, yes. brings me on to just a small point that I want to make about stats is that we are a fan of stats. Um, however, we know they're not the be all, be all and end all, and they can be used to prove certain agendas, prove whatever agenda that you want, really. Uh, and I want to give an example for that, which is uh, a friend of mine this week who <laughs> tried to he tries to goad me with Connor Wickham stats. Um, because he seems to really love Conor Wickham and he seems to think that I hate him. I'm a Palace fan. I want Conor Wickham to work out. Um, he gave me a stat about how um, we've scored. In fact, I've got it in front of me here. Um, Conor Wickham has played nine Premier League games for Palace in which w- Crystal Palace have scored 14 goals. In the 10 he's missed, we've scored just six. That was his little tweet that he sent me. Um, First of all, I did like to point out that for that stat, for instance, he's clearly trying to prove Wickham's brilliant. He's got an agenda before he even starts using the stat. 
And this is partly proven because, first of all, he's played nine Premier League games for Palace in which we've scored 14 goals. Five of those were against Newcastle. <laughs> so that brings it down to nine because I almost think you can't count that game to some extent well, because least, they were shocking. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and that game, Newcastle were absolutely shambolic and terrible. We haven't played a team of that low level in the game and he still didn't for the score, rest. By the way. He didn't, and his assists were sort of comical rather than brilliant. Um, <clears throat> Chris Sutton's recently come out and praised um, Connor Wickham as well. Um, but the point I'm really making is that you know he's he's using a stat there to kind of push an agenda rather than look at it objectively. If you look at other stats you look at the fact that he's got one goal in nine games um, which was a penalty um, so for a centre forward that's just not enough whether you're a target man or not he's clearly not a natural target man he clearly is being converted there he's doing certain bits very well but his positioning has been questionable uh, he needs to chip in with more goals I just don't think that that's in debate and looking at his goal scoring record of the past um, it's going to take development it is a project because he hasn't naturally been scoring goals wherever he's been or anything like that. Whether he's been played out of position or not, there hasn't been enough there, regardless. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes on. But the point I was really trying to make is that we are a fan of stats. Please do throw them our way. But we want to look at them in a critical thinking way within context rather than just to push an agenda. Um, With that, please send us some stats of some other players you think might fit into the category of the Zolas, of the Sedans that we're talking about. Uh, and let us know what you think about the ones that we've mentioned because uh, yeah, we'd my, be really my, interested. With, the, with those, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this now, but my friends send me a few. He thinks someone like, for example, there's Ferdinand, if you judge on today's standards, would be considered a mid-table clogger, no more than someone like Defoe. But... You know, that's his opinion. I'm not going to go into it. But, yeah, that's the thing. My friend sent that. So do send us more players like that. Yeah. That'd be okay. really good. Um, just, to, just to wrap up about stats, I mean, it can be used useful. I mean, one point, there is that stat that pretty much City have lost every game and that company hasn't played, or at the very least conceded a lot of goals. But with when he's played, they've pretty much kept clean sheets. I think that's a very telling stat. Because there's a, there's enough there there's enough there's enough games where you can do that something like Connor Wickham's there's hardly any games. You do need a longer sample. You, you for do sure. you do and there's there's mathematics behind it. The more you do something, the more it balances out to the correct. Odds. Yeah, yeah. Well, that leaves. I think we've got to move on because I just want to say one more thing. Go um, on. We always be quick. Oh, very quick. <laughs> um, what's your opinion on Oates or stats? Yeah, well, we criticised Oates last week, and I think fairly so. Mm. His stats are good. We're not denying his recent stats in particular that have been better. Um, but like we say, the stats are within context. And for me, it's good that we've got his stats. If it wasn't for his assist stats, I would be slating him more. Which is I, why his stats are very good, yeah. It's good, it's good, good to, to, know, to know the stats. Mm. It means that, you know, I can see why people would disagree with me and you on Oatsill mm. to some extent. However, my point is stats or no stats, is that personally I've seen him grab games by the scruff of the neck when he was young, before Real Madrid, and for a £44 million player I would expect that influence beyond just some luxury type passing and not, you know, not directly scoring enough or so on. I'd expect a little bit more Sanchez style play for the money that was spent on him and for the reputation that he's Definitely. been given. And, and added contacts for that. Oto has a team built around him has played every game. Um, other playmakers, I mean Mata, for example, does has to, is shoved out on the wing. Um, 
silver silver interchanges with De Bruyne when he plays. That's the thing. He has and had that benefit. That some players well. like yeah. Sanchez suffer as a result of oh, Ozil being the pivotal guy. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a separate discussion. But we need but, some yeah. more games of them playing together to really be sure. Yeah. Now, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it develops. Um, okay, yeah, I think this next section um, will certainly take a while, which is why I want to get on to it. It's basically a like end of school, so end of year sort of school report. As Quite apt. teachers, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it sort of makes sense. Uh, we're going to try and do the calendar year, but we're only human and obviously it's easy to focus on the more recent stuff in this season. But we have got some figures up as well for how well teams have done in this calendar year. So we're going to kind of take it um, top to bottom in terms of how well teams have done points-wise in the calendar year. And it obviously doesn't really work for the promoted clubs. So let's start with Arsenal. Um, we're going to... You know, a star, A, B plus, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Arsenal in the calendar year are actually at the top of the calendar year points wise by some significant nine points to the next team. That, that's so them. They're, they're just when when they, they win irrelevant awards, you know. And I'm not going to give them an A star for that because they, they fail when it's when it's necessary. They're like the kid who gets 100 percent attendance at school. You know, they they've won something, but it, it's fairly meaningless in the scheme of things. And this is one of those. Um, there's also the argument to say they haven't actually addressed their squad. You know, they're the only club outside in, in the top five top leagues that didn't sign an out um, an outside player. Um, sorry, an outfield player. Um, Czech was their only signing um, at the time. Their defence is stronger though. It used to be a weakness of them in the past. It's definitely um, stronger. Yeah, yeah, and you know, players like Monreal have developed, and that that that's fine. Um, in fact, the best defence in the league in yeah. the calendar year, yeah. it seems. Well, it's the thing. I mean, I yeah, that, that's absolutely fine. But ultimately, I still still only maybe give them a B plus, maybe an A minus. <coughs> I'd I'd agree with that for the reasons that you've said that they need to win the serious things. They need to get to Champions League semi finals and finals. Yeah. And even if they get knocked out there, as long as they get knocked out, taking it close against really top teams. Mm then fair enough or they really pushed the league really far I mean they sh- there's no way they should finish below second this year no, no chance I mean, and it's not bad luck that they keep getting Barcelona they get, keep getting Barcelona because they keep finishing second in mediocre groups well we're going to tie this into then what do you think they need to sign in this new January transfer window that's just opened today Ooh, this is our one. New Year's Day that's a, that's a tough one I, mean, I don't think it's tough at all I think we all know and I like Giroud but they need another option as a proper centre forward for me Theo will not be that uh, and we all know despite their improvements in defence they need a bog standard boring defensive central midfielder which apparently they're getting this young Basel guy mm. but they need someone to come in and do it now this mm. season can which they, can Flamini not I mean you say about defensive midfielders not being particularly complicated can Flamini not do that Flamini can do a decent job there but for me I'd, I'd like to see a more physical guy I know he gets stuck in but I mean stronger Okay, taller. I mean, I'm going to sound like winging here because I, I, do, I do kind of agree with you, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. Let's say they go and get Kondogbia, say, for 20, 20 odd million Who? Uh, into Milan defensive midfielder. I don't know. Um, okay. I only know that anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, let's, let's say him for sake of argument. Um, what happens when everyone's fit? Because their, their midfield, when, they, when everyone's fit, is exciting, is, is really good. Oh, hey, I but, like their midfield. But um, again, it's an awesome thing. Is you drop fit? them. Yeah, you, you And do. even if they're fit, you play the balanced team. You don't yeah. squeeze players in. Yeah, because you want to get them all in. That's a problem England have had with the likes of um, Gerard and Lampard. Oh, for se- the separate past. podcast. <laughs> separate all right, podcast. Well, for the purposes yeah, of time, I, I would, I would say, I would say, I agree, agree with all of those. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, for the purposes of time, then let's move on. Man City 
They're second in the form chart this calendar year with 72 points. Um, uh, for me, all this speculation about Pellegrini, I'm a big fan. I like the way he plays football. I'm not saying he's not made mistakes. He's a pretty honourable guy in the press conferences afterwards. But the mistakes that he's had is defence. Um, spent a lot of money on centre-backs that just haven't been good enough. Yeah. And we've said with good coaching, you can, as long as you've got some talent in a defender and it doesn't even need to be that much, then you can make the defence better. Um, despite their attacking style of play, I feel like he should have addressed that more. Now, the one, one thing <coughs> I defend Pellegrini about, and this is something that I feel doesn't get enough mention with things, injuries. <coughs> like Chelsea won the league last year, they had no injuries, basically. And... City have had those. Aguero, hard, you know, doesn't play as much. A company doesn't play as much. Silva's been out. These these are crucial players for them. This is the biggest money club in terms of spending power in the world, though. Is that really good for, enough for, excuse? For, for, for this year, it's not. For last year, it was because they were under financial fair play restrictions. But this year, I agree because they've got De Bruyne to fit in. You know, they've signed Bonnie. That's the thing. I, Sterling. I, Sterling as well. And I mean, the, the only the only mitigating thing is company still because, as we've said, you can't throw money at defenders to an extent. So I do feel. He's a loss you can't compensate for somewhat. Well, not to the same extent, but yeah, as I say, last year was a fair enough excuse because they had to sign players like Lampard. This year, they should be doing better. Okay, um, signings-wise, I think we've mentioned it. I think whether they need a signing or just a, a defensive coach, they need to sort out that defence. Um, I don't think they need to sign players. They just need to get them fit. They've got great youngsters. Could they do with like another Nigerian solid guy. midfielder? No, people have mentioned this. This was on the uh, BBC thing about they need another defensive midfielder. They've got Fernandinho and Fernando. Yeah, but I think I think I think the assumption is that Torre can play there, and they've got three of them. And Torre for me doesn't cut it there. Well, he, he's done it for Barca, but for me, no, he does. He, if he can't cut it there, then you've still got two oh, top options. And they've got options. Delph as well, and I thought Delph was fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, no, ignore what I said. I, I can't believe that was mentioned on the BBC no, side. I, I agree. I mean, week. I was more facing the question more than anything. Um... All right, third in the form charts are Tottenham, who we've got a lot of time for Pellegrini. He plays youngsters, <laughs> gives him a goal. Although I felt like he he needed a bit of persuasion with Kane. I felt like he didn't, but generally, you know, um, he he's given Ali the chance. Um, he's given Mason the chance. Not that I'm that convinced on Mason, but at least you know, fair play to him to give him the chance. So we're quite big fans of Tottenham. For for them to really prove the Pellegrini period, they need to win at least a League Cup or something, and they need to really hit that fourth place because this year. I actually would be critical if they didn't get the fourth spot because yeah, of how poor Liverpool and the others yeah. like Chelsea have been. Whereas usually I kind of accept that you can't expect to get in the top four if you're not one of the founding members usually because it's just too hard yeah. to break. But right this this one year that they should certainly be getting it. Um, but I would give them I'd give them at least a B plus. I'd give them a B plus. They haven't won anything. Maybe even an A minus because it's. There's, I give them an A minus. Because there's young players yeah. coming through, so yeah. it's, it's 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 progression that you can see a path. It's not just been a short term. What did we little... get City by the way? I mean, I'd give oh, yeah, we didn't. B minus probably given the resources. Well, and they didn't win the league. Yeah, B, B, B didn't do well in yeah. Europe. Yeah, no, B, B, B minus, I think yeah. B. Okay, yeah. um, so Tottenham, you're saying A minus? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. And so signing wise, they still need a centre forward as a different option. And if Kane gets injured, uh, they signed 10 million NG. For NG, whatever his name is. No one ever mentions this. They have spent money, um, but. He either needs to come good or they need I, to. I don't, I do don't think he's an out-and-out forward. Isn't he more of a... Well, then that's poor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. I, I will throw in, and it's a difficult one, and I'll make this exact point for Leicester, <laughs> maybe a midfielder. 
just for squad depth. But then the difficulty is... I doubt it. If we look at their squad... No, as in, as, in, as in like a... Not, not, a, not an attacking midfielder, as in basically <laughs> a defensive midfielder. Because they're basically... They're playing... They're playing Dier there, who's a... Dier. Dier. They're playing him at defence. He's a defender playing defence. He played back midfielder. in defence the other day. That's because Mason's coming, yeah? Uh, I don't know what it was actually. No, that's the thing. They, they, they've got they've got um, Dyer. Is that equal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Mason. Um, People were saying that Dyer's done really well there. I'm not understanding otherwise, but I, th- I think I think if they really want to push on, they could probably do with one. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's on. move on. Leicester fourth in the form table in this calendar year. Um, absolutely has to be an A plus, well, an A star, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, I want to mention that Leicester have got money. They'll be under no financial pressure to sell players. Most premiership clubs aren't anyway with the current TV deal. But actually, their owners have got money anyway. But um, So I'm not, that, that sometimes can take away the gloss. But they haven't actually spent silly recently. I actually think they spent a lot relatively when they were in the championship, which is a point that needs to be made. But definitely A-star because of the positive attacking play as well. It's just been brilliant to watch. We talked about them a lot last week. Mm. Um, in terms of signings, again, we mentioned a bit last week when we talked about Leicester, uh, about how we, I, we, they need to sort out the defence, whether that's coaching or signing. They've got this big conundrum of, you know, can we try and sign some big-name players? Because we're at the top of the league, it's the only time we'll be able to convince them to come or not, or not upsetting what they've got in the dressing room. It's a, it's a tough one there. Uh, maybe needing... Another goal-scoring centre-forward because they'll have to dry up at some point those goals from Vardy, right? Well, I, I, they've, they've got options up front. I'm but I think Kramaric is, is going to go, I'd imagine, just because he, he's been so out of favour, he'll be upset. Maybe, and but if there's an opportunity for him to play, possibly. What's his name, the ex-Brighton guy? Um, Aluha. He had a little run at yeah. the beginning of the first season. I would but... be very reluctant to sign a striker for them because it might disrupt <laughs> things. I'd be more inclined to maybe say another creative midfielder, because they've got, on the wings, they've got Albright and Mares and Schlup, <laughs> even though he's a... He's, a, um, he's played everywhere. Yeah, I, he's, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Schlup, but the point is that maybe they could do with another creator, particularly if Mahrez, because Mahrez, because they, they've got all their eggs in the Mahrez basket. They may do, but the goals hasn't been a problem at all. If it's conceding. Well, one, yeah, yeah, but one may argue the last two games. I know it's only a small sample size, might <laughs> say the opposite. Um... I mean, Maybe I, I, I mean, I would say I would say stick, but if there's this recreated player or defender that comes available that will not disrupt their team, yeah, sign them. There's not usually a lot of value in January, but um, it, I'm sure that they'll be on the prowl and try and take advantage of this great position they're in. But it will be interesting to see if they can pick the pockets of teams because they're going to have to do that more because they'll be getting more respect that like we mentioned exactly. last week. Okay, Man United, fifth when in the we... form table. Although, yeah, fifth in the form table in terms of um, this calendar year in the Premier League, which isn't shocking at all because they actually kind of did pretty well to grab that fourth position last year. I'm not saying it was great, but the fact that their form picked up in the last few months yeah. of the season to secure it. All right, I want to make a point here. United and Liverpool have the same number of points. One of them, one of the managers has been sacked. That's a good point. And Man United should have much loftier ambitions. And they have more resources. Yeah, Mm. interesting. interesting And spent more. Um, But yeah, that's again another. And I reckon a lot of those points are for Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, they got the Champions League spot, but. I still think that's an underachievement. I truly do. But if it wasn't after not getting it, if it wasn't for that, Mm. 
that he would have nothing to stand on in yeah. terms of anything good that he's really done. So for me, it's got to be like a D. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. I may even be harsh on that, but we'll say a D. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and in terms of signings, we, we spoke <laughs> we, about them. We could them. be all day. We could be all day. Yeah, he signed a lot yeah, for a lot yes. and has made them potentially worse but obviously sent a proper centre forward uh, uh, is is the one that he needs would we trust him with the money after everything he's done so far no it's more of a rebuilding job than it would have been under Moyes that's how bad it's yeah been. whoever comes in is going to have to <laughs> rebuild more than he did or we'll have to get someone who's a very good coach who's going to try and get the best out of most of what he's got there well so. I've, I've heard players Managers like because they, they might go for big name manager, but I've heard managers like Hughes and Pochettino being links. That might be a better thing because these guys can coach and these guys can improve players. Yeah, interesting. So again, that's a, yeah. Anyway, so let's Liverpool. Move to Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Um, Liverpool are in sixth. It's a tricky one. I think they lack an X factor. This is this is well. What I mean, apart from Coutinho, let's be honest. They they got really smashed at the end of last season in some games by yeah. us, Stoke, uh, etc. You know, great Palace win there. Um, this clock jump hasn't been the reason for why they're actually quite high up in the league. Um, it's 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 an interesting one. I mean, it's not been great, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have changed their manager. They haven't won anything. I don't yeah. remember who won the Cups, do you? Um, no, I can't have to my head. <laughs> leads on great, <laughs> great for uh, great one of our topics yeah. next week about the <laughs> FA Cup. Um, but it's got to be, what, C-? minus. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say C- minus is about right. Maybe, maybe an overall C, maybe. I, I don't know. I think C minus. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose if you give United a D, that's probably right. Because I yeah. think their midfield is, is is pretty brilliant. Apart from they needed a defensive central midfielder. Um, the, the forward the, line is good with Benteke. I know they've yeah, had the injuries. Sto- sto- but tough. Sto- sto- storage, storage, storage would be a new signing for them, but they can never get him fixed. I, I, I'm a huge fan of it. He's, yeah, I mean, he's brilliant when he's on. Yes, yeah, thing. Who would they sign? It's a tricky one because I just think they need to sign the X Factor player. Hmm. Uh, right. Let's. Move on then. Oh, Palace. Oh, hang on. Liverpool. Yeah, well, I think a defensive right. central midfielder. Well, doesn't Lucas do the job? Fine. Doesn't doesn't Milner? Doesn't Henderson? I th- I think they're fine. There. I think I think. I suppose they, Henderson's fit now. I just think they need an X factor because I think anyone Centre they back, sign. But again, it's again, about the coaching. Yeah, They've but, got but anyone there. they sign would be about the same unless they unless they brought a Sanchez. Klein was a good signing. Yeah, Klein I'm was. Very biased to him, but yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> best thing that they need. Anyone they sign would be be about the same and they need someone better I like Moreno but he's certainly not going to help on the defensive front he's a very attacking fullback he's a 3-5-2 you play him as a left wing back he's fine yeah mm. ok 7th um, in the league I actually thought we were higher Crystal Palace it's obvious what you need it's obvious what we need so, yeah, it's what we needed in the summer and we didn't address mm. maybe we tried centre forward is definitely what we need we have some bad injuries right now uh, but I think that's the perfect opportunity to play some youngsters we've recalled Kai Kai we've recalled Johnny Williams um, I, I don't think we should just go out and sign players massive loss that Balassi's injured for the next month although not that I think we would have sold him anyway but it might keep might keep those rumours down a bit uh, as well but it's definitely centre forward in terms of, of report I mean I'm going to be slightly controversial here. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to go for an A. Ooh, I think a B plus, that, that A minus at best. How, right. So, so what would Paddy's have needed to have got an A? Seriously. My point isn't. That... No, no, no. But my point is that. Well, what, what, what could they, what, what could they have done to get an A? Right, if you're giving your student a B plus, there's obviously something they can do to improve. What, what can Paddy's have done to improve? <coughs> we could have signed that big name centre forward in the yeah, summer. Maybe you couldn't have done it, and but and also would that have influenced your league position too much? I think it would have influenced it a little bit right I mean, now. I can, see why, I can see why you're not giving an A star, but I well, can't see why you're not giving an A. This, this is my point. 
the reason I, I, I maybe I'm being right, okay, I, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe B plus A minus is a little bit harsh, but I would have liked to see that centre forward signed. I would have liked to see um, a couple more youngsters given a go. Okay. And I'm kind of trying to just say, I'm trying to take away from the Pardew bandwagon slightly. I'm definitely coming around to him, but my point is, is that we're actually a pretty easy club to manage. We, we, we've got a lot of good stuff in terms of in the dressing room character um, that drives us without most, you know, even with pretty rubbish managers. I'm not saying that that managers don't make a difference. Obviously, they do. Where we'll look at what where we've done, uh, but that's kind of why I'm not saying like a star. All right, at least. Well, you gave Leicester a star, right? Yeah, four points below. Yeah, but I think we're a bigger club. I know they've got a ground, etc. That's why I'm I not. That's why I'm not saying you'd even they start. I've, I'm not. Crit- I've, I'm saying you should. I, I'm, I'm saying, willing I'm to. Like I'm willing to go a minus slash a. So should compromise like a minus. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, but it's been an absolutely amazing year for Palace. Debate shows how good it's been. Yeah, uh, I, I cannot praise the chairman particularly which is why I'm kind of trying to take away from the manager slightly <laughs> enough for the job on and off well, the pitch well, you're, you're, uh, my, my, my Padre's coming up by the way <laughs> well actually right, that's, that's, yeah. we'll get there yeah, yeah. so um, eighth is Chelsea um, which obviously Canada, <coughs> year. Canada year. is an interesting it's one because they won the, yeah but in they Canada, won the league but yeah, yes but year. I yeah. mean, they won the league mainly because of their Start. Even Pardew said in his conference mm. the other day that because we're about to play Chelsea, that um, they their bad form did start at the end of last year. All summer, Mourinho was moaning, miserable, having fights with um, what's his name at Real Madrid. Benitez, mm. you know, it's it's been despite the winning the trophy, it was we could all see that he was going to need to do something in summer. Because performances were dropping off, um, it didn't happen. They've therefore a, done really a good, badly. A good manager, wouldn't it? I mean, the few excuses being made for him is he didn't make the signings he needed in summer. Well, tough luck. He got all the players he wanted last summer. Is for the first time he, had he to could manage... have sold to buy as well. Well, also as well, it's the first time he had to manage with constraints, like every other manager in the league has to, and, he, and he's got found out. <coughs> Let's not make this a Mourinho no, thing too much, but yeah. it's hard not to because yeah. obviously he was the manager for so, most of C-. the year. Uh, and that, uh, that might just, be slightly based, harsh it's only based on the calendar year that's what but I'm they saying. did win the title they held on to the title look at the many points they got they're, they're below Palace yeah but they're mm, uh, yeah I know I, I, I think get, maybe I get, I, get, I get what you're saying I get what you're saying I, I mean, think maybe if we're basing it in, in, the, in, two, in 2000 if we're, in the, if we're in basing the it just on this last cut season then it's like an F no that's what I'm saying but if we're basing it on the calendar year then I reckon it's still not like yeah, brilliant. Though. I see what you that's, mean. That's what I'm saying. If B minus at best from the tail end of last year. So, so kind yeah, of... I'll come, I'll see, C's fine. We're, we're happy with C. Mm. Okay. Uh, Stoke City in ninth. Well, I'll tell you, they're, they're a B minus. They're the absolute epitome of a B, maybe B minus. I think B. Yeah, yeah, I think Because they're they've developed even more into um, a, pro- a proper team in terms of like, good football played. Um, I feel that they lack an out-and-out centre-forward. It's weird because an out of is a very, very good player. It's working very well, what they've got going on. But if they had like a bony mm. or something to finish it all off as well more... That'd be, that'd be a good signing for all parties, by the way. Um, yeah, not for City. I think they want to keep them around. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But, I mean, they, they've definitely um, got rid of the Pulis style 
negativity. They still know how to defend. He hasn't changed things too quickly. He did it slowly and developed it, did Hughes. But I think they've done everything but win a trophy. They did have a dip at the beginning of this season, but they've come back round, they've come back good. They really are just winning a trophy away from being really all that you could expect them to be. Yeah. I think it's, I think as well, you're talking about signings, it's a very, very tricky one. <coughs> yeah, centre-forward in principle, and I think Bonnie would be a great signing for them if they could get him, which would be unlikely, but... Why not? They can get Shakiru. Yeah, but now here's the point I'm going to make. Let's say, let's say bring in Bonnie. They have to drop either Anatovic, Bojan, or Shakiri, and it could Isn't disrupt it? Rotation, yeah, FA I, Cup, I, all this kind I of... Think I, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. So it might... Yeah, I think that could really work, but then... We've seen it. We've seen it countless times where a signing can influence things. It's a gamble. I'm not sure they could actually get Boney over other clubs, to be honest. But I, we just we just meant a centre yeah, 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 forward. Yeah, I mean maybe Remy's a more realistic option. I don't know. I still but... can't stand Waters despite what he does there. Um, but anyway, it's <laughs> another. But, but then you need you need solid players like that. So I, I, what did you? I I definitely no, think B plus. The B plus. I'm fine. B B plus. No B plus is fine. Um, which kind of makes me look even more harsh on Palace when you think about it. But anyway, <laughs> right here's your Mourinho in tenth is point. Everton. Um, oh man, where do I start? Which is quite a gap actually between them and, and ninth. Yeah. So fifty two points. Um, Why is this manager still rated? This is this is this is a separate podcast to yes. some extent. Yes, but basically, Dan here <laughs> makes a fair point about how because. I think we think because he's he's got a foreign name and he, he's very likable and he comes across intelligent that Mar- Martinez gets a, a bit of an easy ride because at Wigan yes they're a small club but they did have money to spend and other managers did well under that structure yeah, as well um, so actually if you look at his record he gets too much praise for yes getting them to the FA Cup final Wigan but getting them relegated and then getting a big job really in comparison as, uh, for a jump to Everton so he, he's yeah. not a fan and even I was listening to uh, the true Geordie and even he made the point about Everton's team it is exceptional on paper they do spend more than people make out um, He th- in recent weeks they've been slipping up they're letting in too many goals Bournemouth away Palace at home Norwich away good one half bad the other Stoke at home conceding four goals despite us praising Stoke it's just not good enough with what he's got there Definitely. he finished bottom half last year yeah, they, finished under, they underachieved last year let alone this year and this year they're not miles away from it it could still come good but right now those games which are turning points to you know jump up and start catching up they're not they're not doing they're not winning them so it's hard to see how they're going to really finish above eighth and they should definitely be challenging fifth at yeah, worst yeah sixth. exactly based on this year they, they should be with palaces as a minimum yeah, I think that's that's yeah. totally fair. So yeah, who would you <coughs> sign? The thing is, they, who would you they, sign? They've got, they've got such a cool. They even have depth. You know, maybe right? a centre back. They maybe signed one, Murray, for like ten million. Exactly, that's what I mean. They, and he doesn't look rock solid. Yeah, and again, you don't need to do that. And they've got. I mean, you can say. I mean, they, they've, goalkeeper. They, he hasn't had a great they, they season. They could probably do with a goalkeeper. But they it. they quite like their fans. That number two, the Rubles guy. Or yeah, that I mean, they could probably do with a decent keeper. That's probably where I'd sign. But other than that, I don't know. They've, they've got depth everywhere. I know Jagielka's injured, but. You know, you can't just go out and sign. And, Stones and they've got Funi. That's that's my point. They well, yeah, yeah. a lot of goals for someone who's. But I think good. I think part of that is down to the system. But then they've got Barry and um, McCarthy protecting, so I don't. Yeah. Mm. Well, again, they should be doing better. So, yeah. what are we giving them? Ah, well, I, I probably C minus at least. Yeah, C minus. Yeah, that's fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Southampton. Great last season. Um, tailed off towards the end. 
mixed this year. Again, selling too many players. We don't know the ins and outs of that. They've got the money to keep them there. But is it players desperately wanting to leave? Good Are they good. trying to trying to make money from football good but good they don't need to selling players who who did they significantly lose schneidling schneidling i'll give you yeah schneidling that was that's klein klein to an extent but wasn't wasn't klein even i mean i know last year was playing a lot but wasn't he behind chambers it, they had before? a little bit yeah. of a battle yeah, yeah for a while um so yeah i'll give you i'll give you schneidling Schneidlin's quite crucial although defensive midfielder as you say is that a significant loss well, especially when they reckon that Wanyama's so well, good, or some people again, do. Yeah. And, and then you're throwing the Spurs defender, I would imagine, as well. Um, Alderweireld, actually, but yeah. He wasn't there playing in the first place. He, was he wasn't, but still, that's a loss. But, but, but the point is, he was on loan. They should have, you know, there, there was the opportunity. It's not as uh, they forward planning, they'd have someone to place him. Yeah. I don't, I, that's not. See, a, this is a tough one, one because I, I like the manager a lot. Yeah. Are we judging the manager? Are we judging the club? Because I think the Maybe owners have shown how well they can do based on what they've what they've done. I think the owners have shown a bit of a lack of ambition. Um, has the manager signed the right replacements? Probably not, but it's difficult to well, keep on keep doing, doing that. It each year. That's I think it's over. The point I'm making is this year is overstated. I, I think in terms they're of very inconsistent this year, and um, you know they're not miles or from the pack or anything, but they have been edged out in some games. They went and smashed. Arsenal, which was great, but then they go and lose the next game. It's kind of pointless if you do that. Um, I mean, yeah, they've come on a long way again. C plus? Um, harsh? I mean, the thing is, it seems harsh, but it, they did actually kind of capitulate a bit this calendar year mm. in comparison. You know, it was their great mm. start, so probably probably fair. Well, they're 11th, they're 11th in, the, in the league, and if you look at the teams they're above... You mean in the calendar In the calendar year, sorry, yeah. If you look at the teams they're above, they probably should be above all of them, apart from maybe... Well, we'll come to one of them in a minute, yeah. maybe one of them. Yeah, so I th- I'd agree with that. Um, yeah. Who would you sign if that was them? I mean, I'd... I still think Pella, I like him, but he's their only proper centre-forward option. They spent too much on Long. <laughs> I know he scored Shane, a few. Shane Long's Dirty Shane Long, cheating. Anyway. I don't know, I'd, I'd say the midfielder. I, I made, the, made the point when we were watching the... What, Mane, Tadic on the bench? As the centre midfielders. What, defensive? Well, I, I made the point when I when we were watching Southampton Arsenal. It's a pedestrian midfield. They're under yeah. another manager. Yeah, Oriu, Davis. He wasn't even Davis, Oriu, Waniyama, I know he's fan, and there was someone else who escapes me. Um, Some of them are the manager's signings. I'm not saying otherwise, but it's so... I mean, is that... Is there not, I, not I, enough I, energy in the centre of the park? I mean, you... They let Ch- like, Jack Cork go. That was a strange one. Anything really? It's all it's all <coughs> a muchness of a muchness. Why did they let Jack Cork go? That was strange. I mean, even someone like Key from Swansea would, at the very least, kind of have a bit of sort of creative very good player. He's, he's very very good, very good technical player. But that's the thing; it's just all much of a muchness. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're giving them a grading. Let's go on to West Brom. West Brom are twelfth. A definite C. Twelfth <laughs> in the calendar year. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna. Well, what? I, that seems harsh on the face of it. I, they're, they're, a, they're a C team because they, they do spend money. They, they've got some very good strikers up front. They spent, spent quite a bit on Rondon. They've, they've got, got Berahino who Berahino, they don't Rondon, work out with. Lambert and Achibi. They also have that other guy. And that, Lambert was cheap. Yeah, but still. But the point is that he's a good player. I, I feel I feel everyone kind of West Brom almost slightly under the radar to an extent. That I guess, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that they should be... They're about where they should be, I think. 12th to... F- well, yeah. Maybe more like 14th, 15th, 
as a club. Yeah, okay, okay. The point that I will have, and this isn't just me being bitter about Pulis, is that <laughs> yeah. when Pulis was at Palace, yes, we played some ugly football at times, but actually, especially at the end, we went on this great run. Um, it was nowhere near as bad as what people made out the Pulis stuff to be. Um, however, whenever I watch West Brom, it, it really is that epitome of, and I don't mind the defensiveness, but anti-football, time-wasting, dirtiness, this, that, the other. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty unsavoury. Um, and I know you, that's, to some extent, what you're going to get when you get Pulis side and he, he does it well. But for, for me, as a club, they maybe needed that for the short term. But long term, considering they have got enough money to compete in this league... Do you really want to be that club long term? Because you're going to eventually have to make the transition from that anyway. So it's more the style of football that they play that makes me a bit more critical of their performance. Well, he really has his ceiling, and, and again, with the strikers, I, I would I would think under a different manager, West Brom could be doing better. But they could also be doing a lot of work. They, they could be. That's, 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 why that's, why they, that's why they're on a C, and that's why why Police is a C manager. He's doing fine, but. I think calling Pulis a C manager is harsh in the sense that, you know, I mean, look what he did with Palace. That was better than a C job. No, you know? fair, fair point. Fair but point. he but has when got he has a to do the next level, he, he has a barrier. Yeah, and, and it works perfectly. If, if he was the manager of, like, a re, you know, like a Wimbledon of the Premier League now, then it would probably work better because they'd never have to make that transition because they'd yeah, always true. have the same objective. True. But because clubs that he's managed have actually consolidated in the Premier League and been fairly well run it's a little bit less excusable to kind of keep on doing that job well, that he's he, done. he just reverts the type and I think the they thing... did get into Europe and Stoke I just remember yeah, we talked about ceilings that, but, with, but with Stoke <coughs> he gets forgotten about that towards the end maybe the last two years or so he had money to spend and now it's kind of reminded me yeah. a bit of West Brom where he will do well to level but when he does have money to spend he'll still do the and same job and they get job. worse well, they, maybe uh, even slightly worse yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he made some strange decisions back in the day. But anyway, mm. I think we're, we're on them too long. In terms yeah. of what they need, you're right, they've got enough centre-forwards if they play them correctly. They don't even like to start too many. They'll, you'd think they'll lose Berahino for the best, for both parties, the best for... They're um, for a lot less now. Yeah. I can't say I know enough about in-depth about their team, but their defence it seems pretty solid. Um Midfield, they've got wingers in McManaman and dirt and other dirty McLean. McLean. Yeah, because they do um, have another. But then Brunt's a good winger, but they play him at left back. Yeah, but it's, yeah, he's maybe maybe a, maybe a winger or centre mid potentially. I like Gardner. I got Gardner. Gardner's decent. Although I, I like I, Morrison I, a lot as well. They've got Sessignon still. So they, so this is my point. They actually have the core of a very very good team, <clears> as in like a team that this year could be doing a lot better. Yeah, no, now you say tricky one. So I don't really know the players that they need. We should have done a bit more research on that. Never mind. We can't spend all week on it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Swansea, 13th. Well run club. Right, straight straight away. There's there's his obvious. They need a striker. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't address it. So they they, they did sign some freeze and so on. Yeah, but again, it was kind of like the punish strategy. We think that he was harshly sacked. I mean, if you think about it, 13th um, in the calendar year. It's not enough to get sacked, is it, for it's, a Swansea? It's not great, but I think it's more the run they were on. But I do, I do agree. I think he, he... it's not enough to get sacked, though, if you if you put it into context. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying otherwise. Uh, particularly <coughs> looking at the team below them, but um, we'll they did so well last year, but then they haven't done so well this year. So I mean, you probably give them like a B B plus last year. Yeah, yeah, but and then for this year, you probably C. If we're giving if we're giving West <coughs> Brom a C, then we're giving Swansea at least a C. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I guess a similar sort of approach there. Yeah. In terms of what they need, you say centre forward. Without a doubt, yeah. They've got some good players that. Yeah, because they had that really saying. good winger, Montero, and then he just <sighs> just dropped to the face of the earth after the first couple of games. Well, yeah, he was on the bench the other day against okay, Palace. Yeah. The uh, caretaker's doing a good job of okay. keeping it solid defensively yeah, that's and, fine. until the new guy yeah. comes in, which there's rumours won't be till the summer, but you'd, you'd think that that probably wouldn't be a great idea, but you never know, maybe the, the caretaker guy. Um, wants it longer, wants it, and will do well for this season. But you know, when Millen came in at Palace, it probably wouldn't have worked if he did it all season. But he did a similar shoring up job, which uh, you know deserves credit. Uh, okay, uh, we don't know enough about the signs. West Ham, fourteenth, interesting, but that's probably largely due to due to um, capitulating massively under yeah. Allardyce, which yeah. you know, they knew he was leaving, etc. Uh, I was quite critical of Bilic and this foreign bias of all. He's foreign, therefore he must be a good manager. Um, he slowed down for sure recently with a lack of goals, which isn't really excusable with the players and the Inj- signings. Injuries there. to an extent. I say still, pa- he's got a lot of players there. That's not them. They've still picked up points. Yeah, they have. Yeah, you know, draws. Um, so it's it's a tricky one, but considering how bad they were last season, that. You know, the tail end of last season, you know, you'd probably giving a D for that yeah, or D minus. Yeah. And then this season was going well, apart until the last few weeks. You probably would have given them an A until the last few weeks. Yep. Give it a B. So it's a C. I'd say C plus. Fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they need, well, they're getting injuries back. I don't think they really. I'd say I can't the, see anything the defense is fine. Uh, mid midfield, particularly with with Paye back, it, it's good. I mean, overpriced who, song. Who is? Yeah, that's bet. I. I've weighed that. It's solid midfield. Song Paye, um, Lanzini's quite good. Um, Very good. Yeah. Do, do they lack a decent? I've <laughs> seems to be my go-to thing. Do they lack a decent striker? And don't say no. Carroll. Don't say Carroll. Coyote. I like him. Valencia. Been injured. I know. Yeah, Valencia. Valencia <coughs> might be someone. Yeah, Coyote. Fine. Because um, <coughs> it's interesting. We're finding with some of these clubs that there seems to be this glass ceiling where, like, to improve their team, they need to spend big. Well, I think everyone or, needs that good centre-forward, that big, strong centre-forward. Um, I don't think West Ham necessarily do, but a lot of clubs, we talked about Palace, etc., need that good centre-forward, and there's a lack of them out there. Hmm. So who, who, are the, who are the wingers at West Ham? Because I'm just thinking, I can't think of any... I'll look it up while we go on to the next one. OK, All so right. the next, next one is Sunderland. Is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh... That is it's a big jump. It's a big drop. It's fifteen well, points. Thirty points in thirty-eight. Yeah. So Sunderland for me are a shambles. A shambles of a club completely. They're, they're the epitome of signing average foreign players. They are not, oh, just average run. players anyway. Not, not just you know. Average for me, it's the players. it's the oh, fact that they pay quite yeah. big salaries, mm. um, and there's just absolute. Uh, People that players just don't care about that club. It's not run professionally, or it wasn't in terms of philosophy, in terms of ethic, work ethic. I mean, Conor Wickham, from the sounds of it, got away with stuff that he probably shouldn't have been doing. From if, if rumours are, are believed to be true, for me, they've got enough ability with a. If that you know, if if we took some of their players into like a the palace set up at the moment with well run set up, they that they have the ability to flourish. You know the Johnsons. I know he's had an up and down in in, in other ways. Um, even Fletchers and things like that, Defoe's and so on. So I think they're absolutely underperforming and shocking and staying up. And Big Sam, 
has got a big job on and recently I think that horrible dressing room has, has been proven because that they, they started going badly again at Sunderland. Um, they're going to need to sign a few solid players and really listen to Big Sam. So I, I think I think it's got to be D D minus for Sunderland. Yeah, def- great definitely. Steps, definitely. You know. And and coming back to West Ham, certainly wingers for me. Um, uh, lot, lot, lot Victor Moses, quality winger. On the right, yeah. Two dead on the left. Bottom of Fanon, you. Uh, Lanzini plays there, doesn't he? He's, I don't think he's an actual <coughs> that winger. I would have to consider that. Particularly, I mean, it depends on the style of play. If you're going to bring Carroll back in the team, you need wingers. If you don't, there's a different story. <coughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. Anyway, right. that, that, Sunderland. No, I just want, yeah, Sunderland. I mean, they just <coughs> sign. I mean, they just sign. Oh, committed this one, yeah. yeah. Right. They just signed so many mediocre players and like, but I do big do, wages, big wages as well. Fees. So because they've got the core of a good side, you know, and Villa's good. Um, I know Lens has an attitude problem, but I'm seeing him. He looks quite decent. Yeah. Um, Johnson, you mentioned, excellent point, and Defoe, decent striker. Um, they've got the youngster coming through. What more seems to be good. I but, don't know about him, but I think that. But yeah. even just working hard at that level as a striker, you could kind of do enough, but. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say they certainly <coughs> over the team. Um, they need a solid centre back. They they need they, they actually need full backs that can defend. I'm not a fan of Van Althout at all. Um, they need a bit of steel in midfield. I think in Villa's finally created bit of pace a bit at of the pace, back. Bit of pace at the back, back, certainly. And actually, a de- and it's a shame because I thought Fletcher would be that type of striker who who's kind of like Lambert. You know, strong can hold up the ball. Yeah, but he's, but he's he's got good technique. Declined. Yeah, but he's he's declined. He Injuries haven't ages. helped. But well, I think the it's past the, it. We need to sign. They need I think it's I think it's hard as a player. You go into that club, and then it sounds like an excuse for players. Yeah. And when the dressing room just don't really care and they're not professional and they're not bothered, you almost get drawn into that. They've and, had uh, years to address that. Years oh, to get yeah. rid of players. This is a thing. Oh, they need an overhaul. They, they do need major surgery. Just in, I mean, in the morale and the dressing room. Yeah. More than anything. Absolutely. So I think we were going for what D minus. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Okay, now Newcastle. Interesting one because I was about to give them a really low grade, but actually, they had a good spell um, under Pardew at the beginning of well before Palace got him. Uh, which was just over a year ago, actually. So now, actually, so yeah, yeah, actually, it is just point, in the yeah. last year. So then, it would have been they capitulated from that point, and have obviously been very poor this year. D minus easily. Oh, I think it's Maybe worse. Slightly, They've yeah. scraped up. I, I think it's got to be. And they've things, not got yeah. young players coming through where you can say, well, you can see a brighter future, even if it's been a struggle at times. You know, I'm actually quite a fan of McLaren's passing football. I've seen it work. I've seen, well, I've seen they capitulated at Derby, but they played some good positive football. But it's been very, Maybe. barring a few games, it's been shocking. The defence is poor. They push their best central midfielders out on the wing. They've still got poison in the dressing room like mm. Sunderland, which makes it hard, but again, they haven't addressed it. They've got a few good players there for sure, but it's similar to Sunderland. Well, that's one thing they need. Um, you mentioned that dressing um, room overall. <coughs> they need actual players on the wing because, the, I mean, Sissoko on the other wing as well, for me, should be playing attacking mid. <coughs> he should be bombing Yaya Torre-esque. They're just trying to squeeze their best players into a team. Mm, it's almost like he was the England manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Although I think that happened before he got there as well. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah definitely exactly. critical of Newcastle. They have enough in the team with a good manager. I'm not saying Pardew would be that man. I mean, the right manager in the circumstances, which is tough because the setup's not good there. To get stuff out of them and try and turn around a bit of positivity and have a little bit of a change in terms of some of the bad characters and so on, 
Um, so massively underperforming. If you look at them player for player, wage for wage, and so there are some transfer fees in there for sure, especially this summer anyway. Before then, no, they hadn't signed for a while. Then, yeah, they should be doing better for sure. Um, when we're, Now we're at the bottom of the league. There's actually only really one more to talk about in the sense that the three promoted clubs have only obviously been in it for this half year. Um, but we just want to point out, actually, that Watford appear above Aston Villa despite the fact that Watford have only been picking up points in this since the summer. Um, and they've actually got four more points than Aston Villa have got in this whole calendar year. Absolutely Aston Villa then. Absolutely Aston Villa has got to be an F. That, that, I mean, that's a U. That's, that's, a, that's a U. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say is that at least the players that they have signed by and large, are young so that there's some future sign-on potential values, but then they probably will go for cheap because of their wages when they get relegated. True. Well, I don't get why they're so bad. I mean, I know it's integrating new players, but if you look, you look at their back five as a whole, I think Guzan's a good keeper. you got you got the full-back. You, you could have a back four of... Um, what's his name? Okori? Is that, is that the youngster? Yeah, big yeah. solid centre-back. Well, solid-ish. Who played at left-back then? Oh, Corey's the big, massive, okay, strong guy. Okay, but he's still good. Yeah, who's the, who's the left back? The one I thought is. I can't remember. But right back, Bakuna. Yeah, like that. But, but, but then there's, Mika there's, Richards. The left back escapes my mind now. He was he was the good guy. He was the one who made the mistake against Palace. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, French dude. Yeah, but fine. But even that is that is a cool. Amari. Amari, that's, that's the one. It. Yeah, but he's actually had very good statistical ratings. But again, that's stats. But that is that is a, that is a good good defence. That is a good. <coughs> that is a, With good coaching. Yeah. But that's still that's still. They reckon Greedish is great, so then why aren't they assisting more? Yeah. Scott Sinclair, you could get more out of him yeah, under a good manager. Yeah, and um, I mean the Gill guy, he looked good at the beginning. I know yeah. he's had injuries and stuff as well. I quite I like Westwood at times when I see him. Yeah. Um, and up front, there's a definite up, up, weakness. Up front, up front, that's, but they that's tr- the they yeah. try to address it. We said there's a lack of them out there, but they certainly didn't make the right ones. If there's one club that should have ended up getting Adebayor, and I think he's poison, mm. then it probably should have been them to take that risk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, definitely Villa shocking, shocking F. Um, in terms of what they need, well, we say the players aren't necessarily that bad. They're after Remy. I don't know why Remy would go there. I know on he needs... Charts. Maybe on loan. That's the thing. That's they, what they're they talking. Because he wants to loan. play in the Euros. I'd like Palace to get him personally, but after the Bamford thing, we're probably not at the top of their list <laughs> no. of clubs to deal Actually, with. Well, that's, that's things to like, if you treat players like Bamford badly, assuming you did, then you, you affect your relationship with Chelsea and that's... Yeah, but I'm not that bothered about Chelsea. But we generally treat players, and even he's said no, no, since, saying, yeah. very well. At least if we don't give them a chance, they're very well treated yeah. around the place. So we, we've been good at yeah, yeah, making no, no, that football's not, a small world. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying otherwise. I'm more just making a general point. It can have an effect. Um, we didn't again. talk about Newcastle. What positions? What's? Oh, I, I said. I said. I said. Wingers. I said wingers yeah. yeah. Um, and they should have enough up front, and they should be able to coach the centre backs. But maybe. Yeah. A centre back. Okay, Aston Villa. What we've said. Um, I want to give a big mention to how well Watford have done then, um, because they've picked up more than Aston Villa, and they've picked up twenty nine in this period. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. If we were going to give them a rating, then considering the calendar year, they did come strong under Jukanovic towards the end. They got automatic promotion. 
I'm pretty sure they did, right? I think they got the second mm-hmm. spot. I think they just missed out champions in the end mm-hmm. to Bournemouth. So, you know, you got you'd have to give them an A star or an A because they didn't win the championship, fair enough. They didn't quite hold on, but Maybe maybe, maybe no, because an A star means it's absolutely perfect. As you say, they didn't win the right, championship. A then, especially because they but did spend money. They did spend plus. money. People don't forget about how well, these yeah. dodgy. Uh, maybe it wasn't money, but they well, should yeah, have yeah, spent yeah. bigger fees on yeah. the players that they've got hold of, etc. Uh, Norwich again. Who do you sign if you're Watford? Who do you sign if you're you, Watford? You That's a tough one. Seriously, you, you keep you keep the team as it is. And if they are going to uh, position wise, I, I don't know. Um, you do keep it as it is, but he'll he'll be signing from abroad because he knows the market so well. Mm. And people say, oh, will they be able to keep older players? Why not? They're, no one's under financial pressure to sell. So unless a player kicks up a fuss, you don't need to sell, especially mid-year. It's very rare that that will happen. Uh, with the money that there is now in the new TV deals, etc., that could see some flurry of, act- of, of of money being spent. People will be going to be desperate to be staying in this Premier League with this new TV deal. So it'll be interesting to see how much is spent in this January window. And also, let's say you're at Stoke, and let's let's say you're an Altovic, and say Manchester United come for you. Is it necessarily to Mexico Shin he'd want to go? Because at, at Stoke, he's got this free role, he's, and it's not as if he's playing with bad players. He's playing with Bojan and Shakiri. United, he's going to be playing with Fellaini. You know, that's the thing. There isn't maybe that difference. <coughs> maybe there isn't that difference much, much difference anymore. Fellaini doesn't usually start though. But yeah, I, but you, you mean. You, I mean, you get my. I mean, yeah. point. I yeah. get your point that the middle teams uh, have got the money to compete. Mm. They're getting closer to yeah. the top teams, and the top teams aren't great. The whole league is, in my opinion, to some extent, overrated quality-wise. Um, but yeah, I definitely see your point about being in a rush to leave. I think the only thing is is that they still do give bigger contracts despite the fact that middle clubs can give big contracts. Yeah. Um, and that, that is what sadly rules to some extent, but crazy. Uh, okay, um, yeah, I am going to go Norwich in terms of... Because they came strong under this great young manager, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go for them at least a B plus if not an A- minus based on their run last year. And only, yeah, arguably even an A, because they've come a bit strong again in the last few weeks. Uh, but they've certainly had a good period. They still lack goals up front. They did try and sign some. They drones in better than expected, I would say. I think they'll probably go back to get Dwight Gale. That'll probably happen at Palace. Or just mm. on the basis that he's clearly, might be needed in January. But if we make signings, then sooner, if I think we'll let him go if we make yeah, yeah. yeah make signings there because um, despite our injuries if they were all fit I don't think he'd be around at all uh, Bournemouth you know, we like the way they play they've had a very good Canada year um, they probably they did drop off the top of the league for a little bit in the championship but despite the fact they've spent more than people make out I think you still have to give them a similar sort of rating yeah, without of a minus a oh, oh not a name yeah especially with the injuries yeah. that they've coped with as well because um, seriously on paper on paper that is that is, a, that is as weak a side as someone like Derby had you know when they finished that not, not if you look at their signings they had some really good signings what like a uh, what's his name? The winger that was on loan there. When yeah, I but, but, but if you're going to say Gradle and Mings, yeah. well, they, they, that's the thing. That they don't even count because they've not played. That's true. That, that's what injured. I'm saying. I, I and they didn't have point, injury. Yeah. Well, Mings didn't have an injury-prone record either. So a bit of a gamble, that one. All right. Okay. Um, we've got to the end of, of yeah. that league. Um, that's it. So we did try. We were intending on keeping it to less than an hour. And we failed on that front. But hopefully you've enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, We have got a Twitter account. So search for D&G 
football. I can't remember the full Twitter handle. I'll let you know soon on the next podcast. And uh, please do spread the word to your friends. Feel free to get in touch. We'll be setting up a website, etc. soon. Um, so, yeah, have a look for us on Facebook and so on. And hopefully you're enjoying these podcasts. We will take on board some feedback, but we're going to do our own thing to some extent too. But we definitely want to hear topics that you'd like us to discuss and we'll pick out ones that we think are right up our street um, in terms of main themes etc and so on Um, we've got quite a lot lined up so uh, next week we'll be talking a bit more about the FA Cup seeing as it's FA Cup weekend next week Uh, so please look forward to that one fantastic and that that was a comment um, from a from someone who's listened actually yeah, suggested we do that so clearly that um, we have a fan you, you said anything we want you want us to talk about well, not no. anything well within reason <laughs> that we like yeah, yeah. that's, that's the right. within reason part so thanks for your time <laughs> hopefully your brain has felt like yes this is a proper football debate this isn't this isn't one of those generic Graham Soonest moments um, etc <laughs> and so on so uh, see you guys next week yeah, thank see you, you later cheers